This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Friday, November the 11th and coming up on Armistice Day, we'll be hearing from a Kent veteran who fought at Arnhem. We've got an update on a little girl from Medway who at one stage was given just a 10% chance of survival. Plus Sam has a roundup of events taking place in Kent this weekend. But first, a Larkfield man who shares his name with a convicted paedophile has been telling the Kent Online podcast how he's faced more than a decade of abuse. Father of five, Terry Edwards, says he's constantly confused with the Snodland criminal who was jailed in 2011. He's now served his sentence and is thought to have changed his name by deed poll. Well, 37-year-old Terry says he struggled through a recent surge of hate and has been speaking to our reporter, Amy Tregenner. Nothing's been happening ever since that other Terry Edwards was in... Uh prison but now he's out it's all started now people are making up fake profile uh, like facebook profiles now and putting my picture in it on it and like messaging people in that like dirty messages and that then i'm getting like threats and that coming through and that from people now saying that i'm a dirty nonce They're, they've been waiting over the school and that for me i had to ring the place yesterday because i've got a load of voice recordings and that on my phone and that people threatening to say they're gonna meet me outside the school just unreal. Like my little my my little girl's just come out of hospital because she just had open heart surgery. And I just don't need all this. She's just she's disabled now. I'm just where are taking her out and everything now. But I'm I'm sad enough of it now. I I'm having trouble sleeping at night time. I'm getting like two hours of sleep at night time because I'm scared that someone's gonna come through the door at me. My depression's got really bad at the moment. I just feel like breaking down wherever I go. I feel like it's pulling my family apart. Like he's moved on and everything. He's got he's a woman with children. I don't think that's allowed. He shouldn't be around children. It's just so wrong. I've got loads of people messaging me. Are are you alright? I've heard that people are going to do this to you. I've heard people are going to do that to you. It's, it's, I've, I've just had enough of it. Apparently, he's changed his name now under Depol. But I just think it's wrong now because where he's changed his name, he's getting away with it. Cause like. Is show, obviously showing people ID. No, it ain't me. So then they're all coming back to me now, saying you're you're the paedophile. I just want people to leave me alone. I just want to get on with my life and that, live my life and that with my children and everything. But I can't do that the whole time. I'm getting threats, like on days out and everything. I'm just feeling like it's someone behind me watching me. Are they going to do this? Thinking it's me. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today and Just Stop Oil have announced they're ending their demos on the M25. It's been major disruption in Kent this week after protesters climbed up onto overhead gantries above the motorway. The climate campaign groups say they're giving the government time to consider their demand to stop issuing new gas and oil licences. Indigo says world leaders meeting at COP27 in Egypt need to listen. Politics has failed us. 
I'm 28. This is the 27th COP conference. So and what has happened every single year? The emissions have risen so and risen and risen. A 26-year-old from Ashford who left a man with life-threatening injuries following a knife attack has been jailed for seven and a half years. Curtis Webb from Newton Green had spent a night at Weatherspoons in Margate before confronting his victim in a railway station car park. He was stopped by police while driving on the A28 and a knife and hammer were found in his car. A Seven Oaks man who left another man with stab wounds to his chest, shoulder and arms has been jailed for three years. James Jackson attacked a visitor to his home in April for no apparent reason. A court heard the 25-year-old from Greatness Mill Court had also assaulted a taxi driver, stole his cash and damaged his vehicle. Two members of a gang who carried out ram raids across Kent have been jailed for a total of 16 years. More than £1.5 million worth of damage was caused to supermarkets and service stations over a 14-month period. The pair from Maidstone were tracked down by police using advances in DNA technology. You can see their pictures and that of some of the damage they caused on the website. A pub in Mepham where a man died following a stabbing last week it has reopened today. A 35-year-old was killed and a 50-year-old man injured at the Cricketers Inn. The owner says they're all shocked by what happened and are fully supporting the police investigation. Now, as you heard at the top of the podcast, today is Armistice Day and a veteran from Whitstable who's close to celebrating his 100th birthday has been reflecting on his time in the Second World War. Peter Colthup served with the Glider Pilot Regiment and fought at Arnhem. He was just a teenager when he signed up and has been speaking to the taxi charity for military veterans. I was born in London in 1922, little lower class, <laughs> uneducated little boy. <laughs> and uh, then when the war started, I worked for an architect and he joined, so I had no job, so I joined too. I was 17 and I had to go to London to join. And then I, uh, because I was underage, they, they <clears throat> sent me to the Essex Regiment, which is only young boys under underage there. I, I thought I would better carry a Bren gun because that was more defensive. I could defend myself if I had a Bren gun, but I forgot about the route marches. And it's agony to stagger along with a carry a Bren gun. With... So when they came down and asked for glider pilot regiment to me to, to volunteer to be a glider pilot, I thought, sitting down, how lovely. So I, so I, I volunteered. <laughs> and. Uh, and then from there, I, we went training, and then the first thing we went to North Africa, we invaded Sicily. And, uh, and then after that, we were training to land in, uh, on D-Day, but our, our part was, was cancelled at the last minute because there was a trouble with the landing zone. They, it was in mind, it wasn't just a safe, as so though we couldn't go, so I never went at, at D-Day. Then Arnhem came, and then so I was at Arnhem. And uh, that was, uh, well, very, very difficult. <laughs> you, you volunteer, of course, and you go to the army, and then after that, it's war. And war is just hell, and that's life in, in battle. Nothing, there is no other. You don't have time to feel, you know, oh, I'm emotional. No, you don't feel brave. <laughs> you just get on with it. Well, see, when you're there, the reality is goes, you have no control over it. It's like everything else. It's a live moment of your life, and whatever the situation is, you react to it. You're not, don't ever think about it. I mean, we, we had our map, we had to fly, and you see, look over, and you see another glider being shot down, you know, but what can you do? You're being, you're going to Arnhem, and one minute you glance out of your window, and you see another glider up there being shot down. I mean, you can do nothing, and that's what's so ghastly about war.
well, you don't feel. The only thing I remember in Arnhem, the moment in Arnhem, well, that's in a, that was a, uh, urban warfare, so people right, right near each other. And we'd gone up, we and the other, one of the other one, we got into the second story, we were hiding there, I was by the bed and he was crouching by the wardrobe, and then we had a tank outside, so it was a German tank, and people were, and someone was coming up the stairs, we could hear a voice coming up, something, a movement. So we had no choice, we were crouching there, the door opened, and there was a German uniform, so I fired, and I killed it. But we had to get out of that thing. Once they knew we were up there, we had to get down those stairs and out the back door to save ourselves. So when I went out, I stepped over this. He was my age, teenager, late teenager, lying there, very handsome, very nice, looking at me, and he, blood coming through his cue, I just shot him. And we, I, we looked into each other's eyes. And I just thought of, you know, there's the great, the great um, story by, by which was the author, uh, the horror, the horror. You know, and that's what it was. I mean, if we met, in, we'd be having a drink together, and that's the only because that's when it's close up. You, when it, when it's, when it's normally warfare, it's a long distance away. You fire. He might fall. You don't know if you wounded him or missed him. He's tripped up. You don't know. But once it's urban warfare, it's right face to face, and that is the absolute horror of it. See that face still now, it's just horrible. The blood coming through his uniform, and he looked right at me. We just I was stepping over him. <laughs> and that's one of that's one of the things that how the hell can we keep on having wars and, and when things like that happen, huh? You don't know when the war's going on, you just do exactly what you're told that minute, that's it. Because you're you're blind. You're not being. You don't think about being brave. <laughs> you just think of getting on with it. You know, you have no choice. There is no choice. You don't have time to contemplate, to think, and philosophize or anything like that. It's, you live for the minute, and that's that. And it's you're not really living. Are you? You're acting, acting. You know, just to keep yourself alive. That's all you're doing. You're living that minute, and. Um, uh, and you want to go on living, that's it. Remembrance services will be taking place across Kent on Sunday. We've got details on where they'll be happening, along with road closures that will be in place on the website. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. At Kent Online today, you can see the shocking moment a hit and run caused a car to crash into a bungalow near Whitstable. <laughs> The man was injured when it happened on Tankerton Road. In the video, you can see three people who were in the other vehicle leaving the scene. Police are still trying to trace the driver. The ambulance service that covers Kent declared a critical incident earlier because of IT issues. Seacam's computers went down last night and they had to rely on backup phones to dispatch paramedics. Work has been taking place to resolve the problem and we were urged to only call 999 in a real emergency. A man who crashed his car into an oncoming vehicle while almost four times the drink drive limit has avoided being sent to prison. Robert Avili fled the scene in Old Dover Road in Canterbury and was later found sitting on a park bench. The 48-year-old from Keats Corner in the city has been given a three-year driving ban. Meantime, drugs with a street value of £1,600 has been found hidden in a car in Canterbury. Police pulled over the vehicle in the Longport area of the city and discovered cannabis concealed in cavities within the body of the car. Phone and 
cash were also seized and a 38-year-old man from Sittingbourne has been arrested. The Prime Minister of Albania says the UK government needs to take account for its own immigration policy failures. Adina Rama has criticised Suella Braverman after she said there was an invasion of people coming from the country and crossing the channel to Kent in small boats. Well, there have also been concerns about conditions for asylum seekers at a processing centre in Manston. Dame Diana Johnson is chair of the Home Affairs Committee, which visited the site in Thanet earlier this week. When you see families that are living in marquees, are living and sleeping in those marquees for days on end, that, that's not comfortable and it's not right. The government insists improvements have been made. Kent Online reports. Latest figures show an increase in the number of coronavirus deaths in Kent. They kept climbing gradually last month with 31 recorded in the week to October the 28th. Cases are continuing to drop though and the number of people in hospital with Covid in the county has fallen to 121. Neighbours of a pub in Folkestone have raised concerns over plans to allow drinkers to use the beer garden later into the night. Owners of the Pullman are seeking permission to keep the rear terrace open until 11pm. However, some who live around the pub are worried about the noise. Meantime, people living on an estate in Maidstone have been told their homes will need to be demolished as major rebuilding work takes place. Golding Homes want to get rid of the current 1950s buildings in Shepway and have just received planning permission. More than 100 properties on Cambridge Crescent will be knocked down and replaced with over 200 energy efficient affordable homes. A little girl from Medway who was diagnosed with an aggressive form of cancer eight years ago has finally rung a bell to signal the end of her treatment. Hello, <laughs> um, Ruby's about to ring the bell so um, I just thought I'd go live for you all to see. Can say hello first? Hello, come on We want it louder. At one point, ten-year-old Ruby Young's family were told she had just a ten percent chance of survival. Well, she was told she had neuroblastoma just days after her second birthday, but medics now say it's highly unlikely to return. You can see that video of Ruby ringing the bell at Medway Maritime Hospital by heading to the story at Kent Online. Kent Online reports. Hundreds of presents have already been donated to our sister radio station KMFM's Give a Gift campaign. We're collecting toys to give to children this festive season and they'll be delivered to youngsters in hospital and care in time for the big day. Well, Anthony Foster from Titan Games in Dover has decided to get involved and he joined Gary and Chelsea on KMFM Breakfast earlier. I've got to say, as we're doing this show, we're watching with one eye out of the window someone unloading box after box after box out of a van and putting it in here. And that person's now with us. Uh, morning, Anthony. How are you? Oh, good morning. I'm very good. Thank you very much. Yeah, good. Now, Anthony, you've got a lot of boxes. Um, what have you got in your boxes? Yeah. And what on earth are you doing here? Uh, we've got lots of games for the uh, KMFM Give a Gift, ranging from small puzzles to uh, scale electrics, and we're here to donate them. 
Wow. That's so, amazing. Anthony, whereabouts are you from in the county? Uh, and, we're from uh, Dover. Okay, and and who are you as, as a company or a um, business? Yeah, I'm um, a sole trader, work on my own. Uh, we've got a store in Dover called Titan Games. Titan uh, Games, yeah. We sell lots of board games and puzzles and toys. And we wanted to do something this year, so um, we're here today to donate as much as we could. So you just heard about this on the radio and thought, yeah, we'll have a bit of that? Yes. That's so amazing. The fact that you start just an individual wanting to make a difference amazing. is awesome. It and really there's so is. many different um, games here. Like, talk us through. Yeah, what have you brought for you? I mean, it's like almost up there with Santa's sack. What have you got? Well, they vary in size. So from like small puzzles uh, to Pokemon to, to scale electrics. Uh, yeah, a, bit, a good selection, I thought. Yeah, There's absolutely. literally something for everyone. Yeah, I can yes. see Warhammer things, I can see Monopoly games, I can see Hero Hockey. Oh, this, just, this is great. This is amazing. This is going to change Christmas. It's going to make it such a big difference to people's lives, yeah. and we literally can't thank you enough. And what made you want to get involved? Well, I have four kids who are super excited this year for Christmas. Oh. And... From my point of view, I just felt like every kid should be, have a good Christmas. So this was our way of trying to help as many people that. as we could. <laughs> that, that is what this is it's, all about. It's and amazing. I'll tell you so what, amazing. Anthony, you and so many others, have we've just been gobsmacked by mm. knowing that, I mean, and I'm sure it's no different for you. I'm sure business is going great and everything. But, you know, it, there have been easier times, let's put it that way, to run a business and to run a household and everything else, right? Yeah, it's um, every day is a challenge. Yeah. Mm. Um, so this, we, but we, yeah. So this year we really wanted to um, to give a bit, a bit back. Yeah. Well, that's it's, yeah. That's it's just so amazing. So many people have said that 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 same thing. That it's it's almost like everyone realizing how hard it is has made them realize. How, How much many, we need to help each other. Exactly. That, that mm. Everyone kind of needs a hand at the moment and people are dipping their hands in their pockets and getting stuff from uh, the app and the website for a couple of quid and then uh, you know, people like yourself just, just, just jumping in with yeah. both feet. It's it's absolutely amazing. Uh, the, the amazing thing about it as well is is that you'll probably, hopefully we'll get some videos and photos and all that stuff, yeah. but you'll never meet the children who were going to have their Christmas. And, and and let's be honest, a lot of their life transformed by having these gifts this Christmas. Um, I mean, just the thought that you, you won't get to see them. I mean, uh, that's just um, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I won't get to see them. But for me, I said, yeah, as I said before, every every child should, be, should enjoy their Christmas. So, um, yeah, we won't get to meet them, but... Um, I'll be thinking about it. Well, just to yeah, just to know, I guess that you're making an impact is. Well, it just it's just a reflect of of what an awesome human you are. Yeah, and, absolutely. Um, and it's just really positive and enlightening, I think, to see how many people are willing to donate to make a difference, to join in with us on Give a Gift, and you know, really help those that need it most. Yeah, I, I tell you what, if you've been inspired by Anthony and he's colossal generosity and you think well maybe i can just do a little thing if you can that's great if you know someone if you like you think well i can't really myself that's fair enough that's, that's the way things are now but yeah. if you know someone you think actually they might be able to help out they might want to help out as well maybe it's another business in the county um if you get on our socials share on your socials and then more people can join in and be part of this uh, just like anthony has been for our gift 
Give a Gift toy appeal uh, this year with our friends from Bargain Hunter UK and now our new friends from Dover. Uh, thank you, Titan Games. Thank you, Anthony. Absolutely amazing. Thank you so much. It's been a oh, pleasure. You can follow KMFM News on socials for details on how you can get involved. Now, if you're heading out this weekend, part of the M20 is going to be closed overnight as part of work on Operation Brock. The central reservation between Maidstone and Ashford needs to be adapted so it can store the movable barrier, which will act as a contraflow if there are delays crossing the channel at Dover or Folkestone. The motorway will be closed London-bound on Saturday night and coast-bound on Sunday night. You can keep up to date via Travel News on our blog on the website. A TikTok sensation from Chatham who's expected to do big things in 2023 has been chatting to KMFM. Venby has been speaking to Numi on the hit list on our sister radio station. People might not know listening at home that you're one of us. I am. You're from Chatham, just round the corner. I'm a Chatham girl through and through. Born and bred. Born and bred. Can't take the Chatham out of me, unfortunately. <laughs> it's never gonna, it's never gonna go. But no, I love, I love my hometown. What's your, what's your like favourite place or like hidden gem in Chatham? In Chatham, oh gosh, do you know what I like? Do you know by down by the command house where the pub is, and you've got like the. Um, walk across the river. Yeah. Yeah, like that. That's yeah, nice. Yeah, nice. It's nice when you've got a bit of a mental head. Yeah, to have a little, a little have moment. Have a little, yeah, with little the... walk down with the, with the waves. And what's your, like, favourite place in Kent to go? Favourite thing to do? Chat, I really just like chilling with my friends around, around here. But I went to this place up in Tunbridge well called Toad, Toad Rock. Mm. I thought it was sick there. Yeah. That's probably my favourite place in Kent at the moment. Okay, so there we go. There's a few little <laughs> favourites. A few from little favourites. Verified, Venby verified locations. It's been kind of a crazy year for you, right? It has. Like, you, you released Lowdown. Um, uh. Well, you technically hadn't even finished it yet, right? You posted this TikTok where you were sat outside with a little clip of your song. Mad. And then it all began. How was that? How did that feel? It was... Oh my gosh, it was it was mental because I didn't I didn't think anything would come off the bat of that, but I can't remember how the most that period of time mm. because everything happened so quickly. But it was the I've never felt that level of excitement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even from like now, like that initial rush is just mental. That kind of feeling of like... Mate, I was so gassed. I was so gassed. Is this happening? Is this happening? I was like, oh my gosh. I remember going on a dog walk with my mum and I was just like completely gassed. I just couldn't believe it. But where does the name Venby come from? Where does it come from? Oh, it's my middle name. Ah. So my middle name is... It's a play on the spelling of okay. the middle way. So my middle name is spelled differently. And um, Venby, my mum, actually was like, V-N-B-E. And I was like, that works. I like that. And then that was that was it. And because I was sort of like, oh, do you know what? It doesn't matter if I change my name. And then did. And then everything sort of worked out from then. I quite. I think it's really nice because it's like a little bit different. It's not. I ain't seen nobody with the name Venb yet. No, so. no. And it sticks in your head. And it's fingers easy crossed. to remember. So fingers crossed. <laughs> Please, nobody take my name. Thank you very much. Get that copyright in, and we'll be fine. <laughs> um, uh, how would you describe your influences? Because when I hear mm. your voice, and, and particularly with Lowdown, I felt a little like Billie Eilish mm. in your sound. And then I saw you cover a Billie Eilish song and I was like, <laughs> I see it. So how would you describe your, your influences? I do. I'm very influenced by Billie Eilish. Um, I'm influenced by a lot of writers. Mm. So like Carole King. Um, oh, yeah. 
and and stuff. So, but I, I love this girl called Lola Young. I think she's phenomenal. She inspires me. Um, Fleetwood Mac, like my list, like my inspirations are so broad that I can't stick to to one. Yeah. But there's been so many people that have influenced me. Billie Eilish is a huge one. Yeah. And um, I really love this girl called Upsall. Okay. Who's an artist in the US who's, she's unbelievably cool. Yeah. She's so cool. If you missed it, you can hear the whole thing by clicking on the podcast pages of KMFM. And now for a roundup of everything going on in Kent this weekend, here's our features writer, Sam Laurie. I know some people might not be ready to hear this, but we've got to face the facts. Now that Halloween and Bonfire Night are out of the way, we are officially counting down to Christmas. As much as I personally feel completely unprepared for the season, there are plenty of festive events popping up all over the county from this weekend, so I guess it's time to put on our Christmas jumpers, stock up on the mince pies and get into the spirit of things. First up, Christmas light switch-ons are back! We saw a lot of town centre switch-ons disappear over the past couple of years due to Covid restrictions and things like that, but I'm pleased to say that many of these lovely community events are making a comeback this year. The first big switch on in Kent is this Saturday in Canterbury, followed by events in Maidstone, Broadstairs, Chatham, Gravesend, Folkestone, Dunbridge Wells, Dover and many, many more. We've got a full roundup on Kent Online so you can find out the details about your nearest switch on on there. The Christmas markets are also setting up shop around the county, with Hall Place and Gardens in Dartford kicking things off on Saturday and Sunday. Their festive arts and crafts fair has lots of unique gifts, plus a farmer's market and miniature train rides from 10am to 4pm over the weekend. Plus Winterland, which is Blue Water's outdoor Christmas fair with rides and lights and stalls and lots and lots of things to do, also opens this weekend. And later this month and into December, there are loads of markets such as Whitefriars in Canterbury and Harbour Arm in Folkestone opening up, so you can enjoy mulled wine and Christmas shopping all season long. Again, we've got a full guide online that lists Kent's best Christmas markets for you, along with the opening dates and times. If you are a bit of a Grinch and not quite ready to start hanging out the decks and singing Jingle Bells just yet, there are a few other things going on this weekend. Blood Brothers is at the Orchard Theatre in Dartford until Saturday. The musical is an incredible story and has won a ridiculous number of awards in its time, so it's definitely worth catching if you can. Also, speaking of theatres, world-class opera company Glindbourne are continuing their residency at the Marlowe Theatre in Canterbury until Saturday. The company has been putting on a number of amazing productions this week, so if you are an opera fan, this is the perfect chance to see a company at the top of their game. Also, we can't talk about this weekend without mentioning Remembrance Day. There are some wonderful Remembrance concerts taking place over the weekend, with touching musical tributes and a chance for visitors to pay their respects. If this is something you might want to go along to, we've got a list of concerts happening this weekend online. So, from festive fun to theatre and music, there's lots to do this weekend, but be warned, the Christmas content is only just getting started here at What's On, so you might as well give in and get into the spirit of things. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham are back in league action this weekend following their giant killing in the Carabao Cup. They welcome Northampton Town to Priestfield after beating Premier League side Brentford on penalties on Tuesday night. Well, tomorrow's opposition are currently third in the League Two table, while Neil Harris's side are just at one point off the drop zone. Let's hear now from the manager. Firstly, we have to take great pride in the performance and the result. Um, we have to take stock of, sort of the character that we showed in, in that game. Um, 
and then we have to use that move, moving forward. And I said to the guys on the pitch in the huddle, I said, let's, we have to use this as a catalyst moving forward in the league because however good we've been in cup competitions, um, or the Carabao Cup in particular, but even here against win against Colchester and um, against Brighton in the, the, the Papa John's, so the, the, the league form's not been to the standards that I expect, and so we have to use this individually and collectively moving forward. And, and we have to we have to respond off this on Tuesday, uh, on Saturday, sorry. On Saturday, we'll have a fan base coming with excitement now. Um, they'll be buzzing from, from Tuesday, and, and whatever the draw brings tonight, um, there'll, be, there'll be a buzz about the place. And, and we have to feed off that. We have to make sure we're at it Saturday, because Northampton's our biggest game of the season so far, because it's the next one, and we're playing against a very good side. There, there was a level of performance by a lot of individuals that they've not hit regularly enough and that's the consistency that I expect and, and I've, I've used the terminology quite a lot in the last couple of weeks about consistency not over a period of games but even for us over a 90 minute period hasn't been sustainable so the other night there was uh, great concentration good standards uh, the work ethic I don't think is ever in question you know you guys have never never said to me I've never had a fan in the street or after a game before a game say to me about the lad's character um, so that, that, that's, that's not in debate um, Concentration and quality has been in debate and is still in debate, and we showed that in abundance um, defensively, certainly. And moments with the ball, we were good as well, and, and none more so than the goal. Um, and that's, that's the standards that I expect moving forward. You'll mention the Carabao Cup draw there. Well, that took place last night and the Jills will be travelling to take on Wolves in the next round. The game will take place at Molyneux a few days before Christmas. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Plus, you can sign up to The Briefing to get a daily update of the top stories direct to your email each morning. To do that, just head to kentonline.co.uk. And whilst you're on the site today, you can read the latest review from us great drinker hope you have a fantastic weekend and we'll be back with the podcast on monday news you can trust this is the kent online podcast this podcast is sponsored by the fg barnes group with showrooms in canterbury and maidstone offering a range of new and approved used cars including mg seat and Vauxhall.